You are listening to the Riding Gravel Radio Ranch. Welcome to the Riding Gravel Radio Ranch. This episode, we have four sponsors. Travel KS. Go over to TravelKS.com. And if you've listened to many episodes of this podcast in the past, you know that they've been supporting us for a while, so we really appreciate that. TravelKS.com. Second, the Pig Trail Gravel Grinder. They're back again. Uh, They had some success last year, and they're excited for this year's race. Go to PigTrailGravelGrinder.com. Third, Gravel National or Gravel Grinder Nationals. You can go to GrinderNationals.com. That's the topic of this episode. You're going to hear from Troy Farah. He's one of the guys behind the whole deal. Uh, but they are sponsoring this episode. And also Jensen USA. So go to JensenUSA.com. So they've all come together. We've had a bunch of activity in the last uh, six months. And there's a lot of good things happening. Guitar Ted and I, I'm Ben are pretty excited about what's going on. So go over to our sponsors, go in the show notes, click on their links, check out what they have going on, send them a message, say you appreciate uh, helping out and supporting the show. So that's it. Here's the newest episode of the Riding Gravel Radio Ranch, and I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Riding Gravel Radio Ranch. I'm Ben, and with me is Guitar Ted. How are you? Hey, I'm doing fine. How are you, Ben? Good. So we have a guest, and his name is Troy Farah. He is the guy behind the USECF, which is United Sa- United States Endurance Cycling Federation. Uh, and he and they are putting on the Grinder Nationals this year. You can go to GrinderNationals.com. So what we're going to do in this episode is we are going <laughs> to we're going to pick Troy apart, get all the details about all of the things he has going on. He has a long history in. Uh, race directing, I don't even know, 20, 20 years? Troy? Yeah, probably close to 20 for okay, sure. Okay, so 20 years doing this stuff, dealing with people in multiple uh, disciplines as well. So we're going to, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the Grinder Nationals because that's what you, the listener in this podcast, really want to know. So we'll get the details and uh, that's it. So, yeah. Guitar Ted, I'll let you uh, take this from here. All right. And I'll chime well, in. Yes, <laughs> as always. Troy, thanks for, uh, and, and I forgot, Troy, thank you for taking the time to do this. I appreciate it. Oh, man, I really appreciate you guys. You guys have been uh, a great resource for us and, and a lot of help and just um, really graceful. And, and um, so we're just super appreciative to all the help you guys have been. Yeah. Well, sorry. thank you. Yeah, yeah. And sorry about that. We've just been talking so much on like on the phone and online. I just kind of figured you're just like, we're just talking to you and yeah. Anyhow. Yeah. So. Who, do, who doesn't know Troy, right? <laughs> that's, that's what's going on in my head already. So, so listeners, there you go. Yeah. We have to remember we have an audience, Ben. Come yeah, on. I know. So, all right. So, well, welcome Troy. We, we appreciate you taking the time to be with us today. And uh, why don't you tell us about uh, yourself a little bit and where you're from, and and we'll start from there. Yeah, um, great. So, you know, my background, um, I guess about 20 years ago, started in mountain bike racing and also adventure racing. And um, I got a real passion for adventure racing, but I I think most adventure racers I know either also, you know, either endurance uh, trail run or endurance cycle in some ways, because it's one of the disciplines we do. And, and, um, uh, for the past 20 years, I've been running the United States Adventure Racing Association, 
the governing body for adventure racing. And um, I know we got we talked about it last week or a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, something that's been just a a real honor, I think, to to run that and to see it's a very grassroots organization, real close um, knit group, and it's just been a lot of fun to to see it flourish throughout the years. And and uh, part of that is the national national championship we put on to see kind of how it's become just such a great community event and a grassroots event and and how much fun it's been to be part of that cool so uh yeah i, I think we missed where, where are you from troy um, i'm from college station texas Texas right a and M. <laughs> good yeah so um tell us uh, a little bit about tell our listeners a little bit about what adventure racing is so they can kind of know where you're coming from yeah, great. So adventure racing is a team sport. You travel together. It's not like a relay, but you travel together. And our core disciplines are trail running, mountain biking, and paddling. Um, and there's navigation. Also use map and compass to navigate. So uh, events from just a couple of hours long to multiple days long. Some of the guys may remember uh, the Eco Challenge that used to be on TV oh, yeah, uh, yeah, a long yeah. time ago. That's an adventure race. Uh-huh. And, you know, most of our most of the people that come into adventure racing – either come from trail running or mountain biking. Uh, that's where they come from. And mm-hmm. really most adventure racers also mountain bike race or, or they do gravel rides. I mean, they're, they, we kind of do it all, you know, so that it's kind yeah. of it's that same endurance crowd really that's, mm-hmm. that's there. Mm-hmm. So, so, uh, we, like you, you brought it up. We talked before a little bit, uh, before we set up this interview, but I want people to understand a little bit better about, um, how the adventure racing community kind of grew and you've kind of been there. Like you said, you've been in this for close to 20 years, if not 20 years. So can you give us kind of a feel for the grass? How, the, how did it work as far as the grassroots nature of it? What, I mean, what does that mean? Yeah, that's a great question. So um, I was actually one of the first guys to put on an adventure race in the United States. We used to watch the eco challenge on TV and always wanted to do it, but couldn't afford it. And, um, I said, you know what? I'm going to put one on for just dirt bags like us that want to go have fun on the weekend and do one. <laughs> um, yeah. All my buddies are like, you're crazy. Nobody's going to come out and do that. And I'm not really the guy to tell that he can't do something um, that uh-huh. motivates me. And so, you know, I put on the first one and and I was racing a lot then and started kind of calling some of the other guys around the country and said, you know what? We probably need to band together and get some safety standards in place because we're all just trying to figure this out as we go. Um, and from that, it grew to, you know, being able to purchase insurance, having some buying power as a group to do that. And uh, then the national championships eventually came out of that and, and, and other things. And, and um, it's just been, like I said, it's, it's been super fun. I mean, to watch, you know, ways and areas to help grow the sport from starting clubs to doing, you know, leading beginners and, and just kind of training them on how to do it and, and mm-hmm. things like that. So it kind of just organically grew and to where we're at now so and right on and you spent a lot of time in mountain bike putting mountain bike races on too the 24 hours of was it 24 hours of rocky hill right yeah that was i um i put on the 24 hours of rocky <laughs> hill for uh, about 15 years i owned that race it was at at one time one of the biggest uh 24 hour mountain bike races in the country and it's one of the oldest um and then i also had the 12 hours of dirt and the dirty dozen i had a, a promotions company that put on about 15 to 20 events a year so um, you know what you're doing from adventure racing <laughs> to mountain biking i don't know if i'd go that far <laughs> i'll no, have a good so, go at it <laughs> no here's the thing what i mean as far as that is not so much the the logistics anybody can kind of get that down to a certain 
certain extent. It's the dealing with people to the extent of putting on that many events for that many years. You've seen it all. Pretty much. Yeah. So. And, you know, especially I think that kind of goes into uh, or segues into something the combination of owning a, a promotions company and doing it for a full-time job, as well as uh, running the USRA, I've, if I haven't seen it, I've heard about just about any right. situation yeah, exactly. you can think yeah. of. Right. And you know, that was one of the things that we do um, kind of behind the scenes that has been, I think, really great is we provide free consulting for race directors. So when someone calls up and says, hey, I want to put on an event, you know, I've, I've done one and I really loved it. And I want to put one on in my area, but I've never put on an event before or I've never put on this type of event before. We can we can really help them plan the event and look at their plan and, and I think pick out uh, possible problems and give them solutions to those. And, you know, the, the result of that is that when guys show up on the day of the race, it's a it's a good well run event, so everyone has fun and because you, you guys all know when you, when there's a Chinese fire drill, it's not fun for the racers, it's not fun yeah. for the race director, and, yeah. and it's no good for the sport. It it really hurt can hurt the sport. So mm-hmm. I think you know that's been something that's been uh, awesome to be able to do. I guess okay, cool, awesome. So um, now let's let's start to, uh, bringing this around to uh, why our listeners are here. Um, so how, how does a, an adventure racing guy, an adventure racing organization like the US ECF, no, how does the, that, well, USARA, that's, yeah, that's the US, USARA. Okay. Yeah. ARA. And maybe how, you can how explain does, the US ECF. Yeah. That. So go ahead. Okay. And then you can. So yeah, a couple of years ago, we've, we, uh, started another program a couple of years ago. A lot of our race directors who put on adventure races also put on endurance cycling events. They either put on yeah. grinders or 24 hour mountain bike races, or some of them do point to point races, whatever the, the case is. And, you know, they start saying, Hey, I need insurance for these events. Um, but I don't, I don't want my guys to have to buy a, an adventure racing license. It doesn't make sense. They're not adventure racers. And we're like, yeah, we, we definitely understand that. So yeah. we started a program. We, uh, that would provide insurance for endurance cycling events. And you can actually also do an endurance running event underneath it as well. Um, and, and we kind of evolved into that. Um, and again, I have a heart for endurance cycling. I used to, to run that, uh, several endurance cycling events and also race really serious and, uh, for, for years, maybe not really good, but really serious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, for years in that, and, um, and so we did, that's kind of where the evolution of USECF came. And, you know, part of it, um, I, I, I have to be careful here. I like to, I'm a guy that likes to talk about what we're trying to do. That's good. I don't really like to throw other people under the bus. Um, but I will say there was some dissatisfaction with what was available out there and kind of how they, uh, what was available, the way they treated uh, the members, I guess I would say, mm-hmm. um, in cycling events. And so, it was like, Hey, let's make an alternative. And you know what, let's make it where there's no licensing fee. There's not gonna, there's not gonna, people aren't going to have to do that. We're just going to provide some things for race directors and for the racers. And so that's kind of where it Mm -hmm. came from. Okay, cool. So, uh, my question was going to be, uh, how did you guys end up? I mean, I think we've heard a little bit about this, this answer, but I want you to be more specific about how you ended up coming to the point of putting on a gravel grinder, national championship yeah okay how, how do we get from where you were to where we are here so great question i think that's and uh you know that's the ten thousand dollar question probably that <laughs> we're, we're getting from a lot of people right now um I, i'll tell you in a perfect world 
I would have liked to wait another year, I would say, before we actually put on a, a national championship. I would have liked to get our name out there as far as a, an insurance providing guys and, and resource providing guys uh, and kind of in the community before we did it. But just kind of looking at the landscape and listening to what I'm hearing other people say, um, I think the 800-pound gorilla – was is was probably definitely going to have a national championship next year Mm -hmm. um and i don't think it would be anything that would be what most gravel riders would would want to see as their national championship Mm -hmm. um and so uh, that in a way pushed us to to probably put it out there quicker than we want we'd already been working on the course we had everything ready to go so it was easy to do it as far as that goes um but i think the timing yeah, in, in a perfect world, I probably would have wanted to wait a little longer, but okay. um, we kind of felt like, you know what, we can put it out there and kind of do it the way I think that um, endurance riders would like to see it done. Um, mm-hmm. It's keeping it grassroots. Uh, you know, I mean, I I don't care how many people come. I want I want people to come and have a great time. Um, and you know, if we if we get 50 people the first year, then that's what we're going to get, and we'll grow it as it grows. It's not. It's it's about. I think recognizing the guys that are working really hard and doing well in the sport and also recognizing everybody, the guys that just want to come out. It's that's something we've done at, with the USRA nationals is that we celebrate the first guy that crosses the finish line and we celebrate the last guy that crosses the yeah. finish line. And nice. you know, it's a good community uh, that I think it's a tight knit community that just wants to ride their bikes and have fun, man. And that's what it's all about. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. We understand that um, for sure. So, so that's kind of where we are with the nationals. I, you know, I, I come from a racing background. Um, I know a lot of guys that ride gravel and say, Hey, I just want to ride gravel. I don't really want to go to a national championship. And I, I think that's great. That's okay. Everyone has different, um, a different, uh, I think motivations and different, um, uh, goals like, and objectives. Yeah, and, yeah. There you go. Um, yep. but you know, I, I think, it, I think it is cool to recognize the guys that are top in their sport. And, um, and just, I think partly because I've seen that in adventure racing, I've seen that every year we come back together, you know, I mean, you may only race against guys that are in your region all year long. And so you're kind of racing against the same guys. You can go, wow, I wonder how I'd stand up against, you know, out in California or wherever that's on the other side of the country from me. And so I think it kind of gives an opportunity to bring everyone together. Um, and, and have a go at it. And then, you know, I think also it, it builds really cool relationships. Like we've seen guys that come back year after year and everyone's can't wait to see their friends from the other side of the country that they've met racing. And I think also, um, it, it, um, it, I don't know, it's just a fun celebration of the sport, I think. And that's, that's kind of our, our goal. That's the type of championship that we think would do honor to gravel riding and, you know, it's not going to be any big prize money. We're not interested in that, but we, we are interested in, and in putting on a good course and, and mm-hmm. kind of, and saluting those guys that are, have worked really hard, you know? Yeah. And, and yeah. <laughs> so I guess, does that answer that question? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think now would be a good time for me to insert a, a historical note. How about that, Ben? Yeah, like I these? liked I like the historical <laughs> notes. Yes. <laughs> so uh, years ago, uh, when Trans Iowa first started out, and and uh, the year after we started that, then Dirty Kansas started up, and we got to kind of know Jim Cummins and Joel Dyke, um, 
who started the event down there. And there was rumor at that point in time, this would have been about 2006, there was rumor about that time that somebody in Nebraska was going to put on a big, long event similar to uh, Trans Iowa and, and Dirty Kansas. And Jim had actually sent me an email and said, hey, wouldn't it be a great idea if, uh, and you got to remember, there weren't very many races like this back then. Wouldn't it be a great idea if we had like a triple crown? And then if if somebody did Trans Iowa and did Dirty Kansas and then did uh, whatever this other event was going to be, which it turned out to be Gravel Worlds, by the way. Um, uh, if they did these three events, then we could have like a triple crown uh, winner, like a like kind of like a national championship idea, really is what Jim was was aiming at, and I remember we had discussions about that, and it all kind of you know went under the went by the wayside because gravel riding started going nuts, and there were all these other events that started popping up out of the woodwork, and and we all got busy, and and nothing ever really came of it, but it's it it speaks to what you were saying, uh, Troy, about you know how do I stack up against people, how what what kind of competition is there somewhere else, you know? And, and, and I think that's been something that's been there since the beginning. And so I, you know, I, I think that's a natural outgrowth of all of this. So as far as, you know, a national championship, uh, it's how you do it. It's not the, the idea itself isn't bad. I think it's, you know, something that everybody thinks about, you know, uh, but it's the, it's the how you do it. And I think you alluded to that with the 800-pound gorilla comment. So um, we'll just leave that at that. But I think that yeah, that all makes sense. So that's uh, that that just made me think of the, that that story with Jim and, and uh, Joel and I talking about that uh, triple crown idea. So anyway, yeah, just want to share So that. what do you say – so Guitar Ted then, what do you say to, to those people who are – I mean, we're going to see it. We're going to see comments on – Facebook, we're going to get emails and people are going to talk about, you know, that because there's mm-hmm. a part, I mean, you look at the riding gravel forum, for example, and there's always comments that pop up there. Are people that are crabby, you know, all these bikes oh, yeah. are just made for racers and this isn't the way it's supposed to be. And what do you, what do you say to those people then? I mean, you say it all the time where you, you say there's, um, there's kind of room for everything, right? So what do you yeah. say in this instance well, then? Well, you know, I, I think actually Troy said it, you know, you said it, Troy, when you were talking about this uh, gravel nationals. You said there's going to be some people who don't care about that, and there and you're right. You're absolutely right. There's going to be some people who don't care about it. But then you said, why don't you just come over and, and ride and have fun, you know? And so that's the attitude that that I think makes the whole thing different. Whereas if you look at it from I'm gonna I'm just gonna say from the traditional standpoint, from the traditional cycling governance standpoint it's it's not about that it's not about hey you just come and have fun it's about uh how many people can we get here to make the field bigger so it's got more competition so whoever wins is more of a champion you know i get i don't know i'm just projecting on what whatever they do they do i don't know but that's what it seems like to me and then they got all these rules and all these regulations you have to do things a certain way your bike has to be this that and the other thing and Gravel grinding came from an all-inclusive kind of background uh, and thought process where, you know, I can remember when uh, the first trans Iowa started, there, were, there weren't gravel bikes back then. Every, the people were bringing mountain bikes, and they were bringing all kinds of strange Yeah, that was the number you know? one question. What type of bike are you bringing? Right? Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah right. Yeah. You know, 
we have guys coming up fixed gear rando bikes and all the way down on motobicons and and full suspension 26ers and you know any, yeah. anything was a gravel bike right so and, and nobody laughed nobody pointed and made fun of anybody your bike's stupid or you know why, why are you wearing knee-high socks and i have anklets on or you know you know there wasn't any of that everybody was cool so uh i think that that's the difference if you set it up where okay we're gonna have gravel nationals and it's it's going to be a real thing. I mean, there's going to be competition, and we want it to be at a high level and be quality. But we don't want to make you feel bad for coming because you aren't going to be one of those top people, or you're not going to have the latest, greatest bike, or you're not going to have whatever, right? You're not going to have all the, the fancy coaching and training that some of these people have. Big deal. Come and have fun. Ride your bike, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I that's, think, ultimately, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think if you if you're if you can keep that in mind and not get caught up in the it's a sanctioned thing, ooh, then I don't want anything to do with it. Well, you know, it's that's just a knee jerk reaction. You're not really really giving it any any chance. Yeah. So sanction, I think the word sanction does that though. It cuts people yeah, off. It they does. don't even think past what we don't we don't means. use that word. No. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a fine well, word you, because it describes it describes it right, but it's got it had a. It got a bad connotation, and people don't You're take right. the there time to like look pat to look right. to see what that actually means. Exactly, right. Ben. You're right because that's when you say that word, they look at it in the in how, how it's defined by that organization, and they don't. It <laughs> doesn't have to be for, that way. For purposes of this whole thing, we're going to just say that organization. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Well, you know, you hit on something, uh, Ted, that I want to talk about for a second, and that's something that's been really exciting. I want to go back to the national championship that we've seen. And so it's really interesting in that you have, honestly, there's probably 10 different um, mindsets of teams that are coming in. I always joke and say, you know, there's 10 teams that are coming to this event that think they can win it. There's really only five teams that can win it, but there's 10 that <laughs> think they can win it, right? Yeah, and Which that, is okay, right? That's life, man. Right? Yeah. yeah. We all think we can win. That's it, man. That's the and then, of it. then there's a group that's saying, you know what? I want to get in the top 10. That's my goal. In, mm-hmm. in and then there's a group that says, I want to crack the top 20. That's my goal. And there's a group that says, hey, I want to just do see if I can do better than I did last year. And mm-hmm. then, then there's a group that just says, I just want to finish the thing. I hope I can. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and there's also guys that say, Hey, I just want to have a great time and whatever happens, happens, you know, we're just going right. to roll out there. And I think all of those are, are viable attitudes to have towards sure. the event, you know? And so kind of whatever works for you is great. And that's why I think it's important to celebrate everyone. I hate, I, 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 as much as I'm a very competitive guy, but I can't stand an event that, that, gives every all the attention goes to one person you know or the two people or three people on the and then that was it like well, everyone else is just kind of well whatever you were bodies that were here and and that's mm-hmm. it that's that's not what the spirit of the stuff we do is all about it's not what the spirit of adventure racing is about it's not what the spirit of riding gravel is about and it shouldn't be what the spirit of even mountain biking is about and it's, and it's generally not with the riders but that's part of the thing the the sanctioning i i, I read your uh, uh uh, that letter that you'd written Ted or the article. Mm-hmm. And it, it made me think back to my mountain biking days. I always hated it when I was mountain bike racing, when there was a rule that said you couldn't give a guy a tube if he had a flat. I'm like, why yeah. do you make a rule like that, that I can't help out my fellow <laughs> rider? That doesn't right. make any sense. Right. Like right. we're all in this together, man. What, what's the deal here? You know? And so yep. 
I think I think you hit the nail on the head there. Yeah, yeah. It's a hard and, thing and as I, a race director. I mean, you're you've yeah. been doing this a lot longer than me, but as some, you know, in Guitar Ted, you've you know you've been doing that. But now me, I have I, I have my own event production and mo- it, one fat bike race and then several trail runs. So I'm up to six events this year, right? But it's been the hardest thing so far for me to always. I have to constantly remind myself that ninety percent of people that show up. I need to focus on them, and but the the ten percent of the the winners of whatever age whatever you make up it could be an age group it could be male female it doesn't matter you make up something that somebody can win and they're either gonna they're gonna win and walk away without saying anything or they're gonna make a big deal out of something right when the ninety percent of other people who are in the middle like you said they're trying to beat themselves they're trying to beat their friend they're trying to beat last year's time. You know, those are people you try to focus on and it, it becomes hard if you put the carrots out there for those other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you, you got to focus on all of them. Right? I know. Yeah. yeah. And that's the hardest that it, from my perspective, I don't know how, what your experience was for that many years, but for me so far, that's a, it's a hard thing to, to do, yeah. you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and I, I think it, it really depends on the group you're dealing with. You know, when it's a group that's pretty tight anyway, then it's easier when everyone's a, a, a wants to hang out afterwards and camp out and yeah. all that stuff. Then it makes it much easier to do that. Yeah. I think it's much so, easier no, with you know, the bikes than it is the runs. Yes, for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> different groups of people. Oh, it's a totally <laughs> different group. Yeah. 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 So, hey, Troy, uh, let's talk a little bit about the event specifically so we had a question come in uh from yesterday about how long gravel nationals is going to be but why don't you tell us about where it's going to be at and the date and all the details of the event okay so lawrence kansas is where we're at um date is june 24th uh it's about a hundred and um, i think i think 115 or so 100 and a little over you know not quite to 120 but definitely over a hundred. There's, there's mm-hmm. some, uh, and, uh, really great course. Um, and so I want to back up to something while I'm talking about that and talk about one of our board members. Um, earlier you guys said the guy behind us, USCCF. And so, uh, I might be kind of the voice a little bit right now, but we have a, a great board, I think. So it's not just me yeah. and, um, Matt Battison, who's a, uh, grinder laid out the course for us. And, it is, uh, I was shocked at the, you know, elevation loss and gain there in the Lawrence area. Like it's going to be a hard course and a good course. I think people really are going to enjoy it. And so, um, we're, we're basing it out of the state park there. We've got great support, um, from the city of Lawrence. Uh, they really want it to be- become an annual thing there and get behind it. And, and so that's super cool as well. It's always exciting to see that. And, um, I don't know what else would you want to know? What else can I tell you about it? Well, you said it's going to start out of the state park there, and uh, so it starts and finishes there, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's going to be on June twenty fourth. So, uh, what what's the timing? Do you have like a like a registration the day before, or what, you know? No, no, no. Oh, good. Glad you asked that. It's open right now. We've got guys signed up already. Um, and there's there it, the timing. It runs till about a week or or so before it, uh, and then that's when the registration cuts off. So. Um, 
I believe that's that. It, actually, I think it's that week of it. It cuts off. So definitely okay. people need to register in advance. Um, you know, we're going to have some fun after it. One of the things um, we love to do is give away lots of stuff to just everyone that rides there. So since the the competition is going to be for national champion jerseys, um, there's not going to be any prizes for the actual winners there. But instead, what we're going to do is all the stuff we get from our our sponsors are just going to give it away in raffles to anyone who rode. So nice. um, they'll be, yeah, we're trying to get a frame right now, um, which would be really cool if we can get our hands on that. And so we've got a mm-hmm. bunch of other stuff promised, but, um, and uh, you know, what I would say to guys out there um, is to give us a chance, you know, um, right. come over and give it a try. It's, it, <clears throat> it's, uh, and I think too, uh, you know, with the national championship, cause I know this will be a question um, is, you know, how can you legitimately give a national championship? What because we are a, a national body uh, providing insurance and providing help for races, and then I think that we can legitimately give a jersey that a guy can proudly wear and say, "Yes, I'm a legitimate national champion." And, and mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. I, I mean, you got to start somewhere, you know? Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> right. So, uh, uh, what about? Let's say I sign up for this thing, and so as a as a writer, should I be coming the day before, or what? What? You know, when do I, do I pick up a packet or yeah, yeah. So we'll a pre-race have, meeting or we do packet pickups Friday. We're actually going to do mm-hmm. the pre-race right before the race out there at the okay. course and we'll head out. Oh, a couple of things that will be important. It, it is a totally unsupported race. And okay. you know, the reason we did that, so we're, we're going to carry the burden of actually having a sag wagon. Um, you know, you may be out there for a long time if you're waiting on us, but uh, <laughs> we are going to have, I mean, I guess that's the asterisk that, you know, we're not going to, we're not a, uh, Uber, but we are a sag, we will have a sag, a sag wagon. But the reason we wanted to do that, we figured the distance is short enough that, uh, along with the Oasis is everybody can carry what they need. And we didn't want to give an advantage to someone that lived close by and it was easy to have support people versus the guy that comes from a long way away or even comes from close, but just didn't have a support person he can bring along. Sure. And, and so we were like, you know what, we want to make this a level play and feel for everybody. So this is how we're going to do it. And I think that's right the on. wisest way to do that, you know? Right. Right. So oh, you, you just mentioned a, a word in there, Oasis. So uh, how, what is that? Is that like an aid station or can you tell us about that? Yeah. So we've got a couple of those in there. I think there's one at the 40 mile mark and one at the like 75 mile mark. And, you know, there's going to be okay. water and electrolytes and some food. Um, okay. So there'll, there'll be some reloading there. So Okay. Okay. It's All not right. like Dirty Kansas. It's supportive. <laughs> well, no, that, I think that may, I want to make that yeah. clear to people yeah. that they're not going into it like a dirty Kansas where it's like a that type of situation. It's like a supported like aid station race. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Right. But right. but you can't drop off food bags there. You got to either carry it right. with you or eat mm-hmm. what's there. But there's no having your bag stowed in on the course or there. You know, for the uh, how about the uh, you can't have? Can you have uh, like a team? So like car, you know, like your buddy can help you out and drive to the aid stations or drop off and at the aid stations negative you okay. gotta you carry it with you or you eat what's there okay okay perfect All right. so that's that's a great question just because i know that's happening on just free events i, I saw it at uh i know it happens at almanzo it's have i've yep. seen it happen at almanzo yep. i'm not sure yep. of the rules on that one but uh so i i would imagine that uh needs some clarification out there yep. yeah and and we've got a um, we've got a good packet on the uh, uh, racer's guide that has all the information and rules, more rules than I wish we had to have. Um, yeah, yeah. But, 
being in it for a long time. Yeah. You, unfortunately, um, you know, there are people that try to look at ways to gain advantages by breaking rules or doing things well, that aren't right. So you got to kind of cover those not, things. Not even yeah. that, not being right, but like you're not that I condone cheating. I've <laughs> done so many different sports over the years for a long, long time. And you're always pushing it to do what you can. Right. So, I mean, if you don't put a clear list of all the rules out there, somebody's going to say, well, we could do this. And then you have to answer a ton of questions and that's just not cool. It's good to just right. make it clear from the beginning. Agreed. And I think so. I, everyone knows what the rules are and there's no question. I totally agree. Yep. Whoa. <laughs> <Getting a> phone <laughs> call. Sorry about that. Guys. Oh, you're good. You're good. <laughs> I'm not sure what I can do about that one. Just no. let it ring. No, you're good. No. <laughs> So you got to set your expectations up ahead of time. That's what I always tell people. You know, people sure. ask me, you know, how do you, how do you how do you run your event? You know, trans I or how should I do things? And I say, always set your expectations ahead of time. You got to think of every little thing and clearly say this is this, this is that, and that way you don't have to deal with it on the back end because that's the worst when you got to deal with it on the back end. So yeah, I was. I think that's a wise thing. I mean, I hate having to do that, but I think you have to. You know, I totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. Hey, I'd like to, if we could, I'd like to run down our our board since we kind of mentioned them before, but really yep. hadn't said anything about them. Um, I was going to ask that, you about that anyway. So yeah, and, go ahead. And so I'd like to say real quick before that, you know, the USECF, um, we're not just a, a body that's uh, supporting gravel riding, but also. Um, 24-hour mountain bike races and 12-hour mountain bike races, point-to-point, any endurance cycling event. Mm -hmm. So we kind of try to pick a board that has a background in a little bit of everything. Um, and so one of them, I know Ben, that you, that, you know, Mike Kuhn, Mm -hmm. um, is one of our board members who's, uh, you know, he runs the Transylvania Epic, uh, is one of the big things people might know him for. He also runs Pennsylvania NICA. I think he's the director of NICA and accomplished racer, um, we're super excited to have him. Matt Battison, who I mentioned before, is actually the course director. Um, and Matt's kind of got a, a myriad of uh, of, of uh, a background. He's, he definitely is part of the tribe and, and loves to grind. But um, he's also done the Marathon de Sobs, which is called the toughest. He, he likes to say he's done the toughest foot race in the world, toughest bike race in the world, and <laughs> toughest paddling race in the world. So he's done the Marathon de Saab the DK and, uh, and then the Texas water safari plus a couple of eco challenges under his belt and tons of other endurance stuff. Um, Andrea Cohen, who you guys definitely know is a salsa yep. rider, uh, endurance rider. Um, she's on tra- She's done your race before, right? Guitar Ted. Trans- oh yeah. Several times. Yeah. And DK and tons of others. Uh, I don't know if you guys know Phil Swizer, but, um, out of Colorado, uh, he puts on the Pony Express gravel 160. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, in Sierra Velo, and then also he owns Kubi Saddles, and has done tw- completed twenty Leadville one hundreds. That's which crazy, is crazy. <laughs> and he's ridden DK three times. He hasn't finished it all the time. So apparently uh, DK is a little tougher than the Leadville one hundred. Uh, yeah, I like yeah. it. And, uh, <laughs> and then myself, um, who uh, bringing up the rear for right now. So that's kind of yeah. so. Well, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you a quick little story about Andrea Cohen. That's kind of funny. And, um, she, um, came, she's been to trans Iowa several times. Okay. Well, the first time she came to the event, uh, and, and when I do the event, we, uh, have a pre-race meeting the day before the night before that we have the race. And 
at the end of that pre-race meeting, I introduce all the, the, the people in the event, the, the people that are going to ride, and they come up and they get their bag and they can leave. And so uh, I had gone through the whole women's field uh, and introduced them, and I introduced everybody else. And then she's standing there at the very end. She's standing there looking at me like a lost puppy dog because I forgot to introduce her the first this is the first time she came and she goes what about me and i'm like oh man i'm so sorry i felt i felt horrible okay so then she came back the next year and i did it again (laughs) i couldn't believe it (laughs) it's like i was like i had this mental block i don't know what was wrong with me i felt really really bad so the next year i made it a point to introduce her first she was the first person I introduced and had her pick her bag up and I, I asked her if that was okay and she said yeah but I felt so bad about you know, missing her for two years straight. So I, <laughs> every time I think about Andre, I think about that, and I get embarrassed again. So anyway, that's a funny story about her. When did, Fair she, enough. Did she she finish last year? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because two years ago, nobody finished. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nobody finished, and I, I think, uh, yeah, and she didn't finish in ten either. She made it about three quarters of the way, and that was. And she didn't didn't finish that year, but she's a tough cookie. She's yeah. good. She knows her gravel racing. So, yeah. good person to have on the board. Well, and we're, you know, I, you guys were gracious enough to invite us out to Almanzo to help out with your uh, with your rest stop. So we're going to be out. I'm going to be out there, which I'd love to talk to guys out there. Hopefully, we'll yeah. get a, a table maybe during registration, so we can kind of sit there and answer any questions and things like that. And and uh, I know Matt, I, I'm going to try to get to DK as well. And I know Matt is racing in DK again this year. So he'll be there nice. as well. And, uh, and I'm guessing Andrea is probably going to be there as well. So she yeah. said she's going to Almanza for sure. So good, good. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we definitely, if you are out there listening and you're going to be at either the Dirty Cans or Almanzo, uh, we're going to be, Ben and I are going to be at uh, the Cherry Grove checkpoint. And uh, Troy, if you want to hang out with us, we can introduce you to a lot of people. So I'll, I'll you come get, help do whatever yeah. you need me to do, man. Yeah. Yep, I'll, so. I'll put a list of all the grunt work together and we'll get Troy on it. You yep, got it. Baby. Right. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Are we, are we going to uh, be uh barbecue and bacon again this year? Uh, ben? Yeah, that's yeah, definitely. Definitely. Okay. Well, we'll absolutely. We'll, that's like, if we do one thing, it's going to be bacon. We'll make that, Troy get the bacon and the seven ounce Cokes. Yeah. Those things, it went, <laughs> you were like, what are you doing? And we yeah, went through you were so insane. much bacon and so many of those little cokes and other little soda. It was crazy. Yeah. Well, the re- the only reason we went through the other soda is because we ran out of the coke. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. But uh, yeah. So, I don't know if you've ever run. If you ever run into that Troy, where you put on an event and people went through stuff that you never believed they'd eat or drink or. Yeah, sure it has happened before, and it's yeah. it's interesting. But hey, you know whatever whatever's working for them, right? Right. Yeah. Well, I, I brought up all this water because I figure, you know, we're three quarters of the way through the course and people are going to need to need a drink of water. I think I took half of it home. Yeah, I'm sure I did. Yeah. I yeah. Know. yeah. And then, and we, we went back twice for more Coke. Yeah. I had to go back to town. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. Yep. So yeah, it was fun. So yeah, it'd be great to have you there. And, and again, listeners, if you're up there or if you're at DK, look us up. We'll, We'll get you hooked up if you want to have a word with Troy and find out more about this gravel uh, grinder nationals. And uh, again, it's going to be on June 24th in Lawrence, Kansas. Right so, on. Yeah. So, and, hey, and hey, 100 uh, to 120 miles, somewhere in that range. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think it's, if I remember right, I, I mean, I should know it. I think it's like 112 or 113. That's okay. right where we're okay. at. So, mm-hmm. cool. So, this is going to be on the gravel roads and stuff around Lawrence, right? It is. It is. There's not a whole lot of uh, pavement. So, it's, it's mostly, <laughs> it has mostly gravel. So, it's good, man. Yeah. So, hey, tell us a little bit about Lawrence. If you have never been there, I have never been there. So, what, what's that town like? You know anything about it? Yeah, you know, not a, not nearly as much as Matt because he was living there, but um, it is a it's a cool little town because it's really centered around the college that's there. I mean, that's okay. that's what it is. And he told me I didn't realize this, but he told me that ninety percent of people that live in Kansas live in three counties. And uh, wow, <laughs> yeah. So I think Kansas City takes up two of those counties, right? And, the Probably, ca- and yeah, and then uh, Franklin County, where Lawrence is, is the third one. You know, and so, um, and so it's. Uh, um, it's kind of a little oasis out in the middle of nowhere where there's a school and the town really revolves around the school. So it's, you know, it's kind of a young, I think progressive town because of that. And, uh, it's cool. It's got a couple of microbreweries in it and, you know, it's right great, great gravel riding. So, yeah, well that, you know, I'm, I'm asking that because, you know, there's going to be people that come to your event they're going to bring their spouse, they're going to bring their friends or whatever. And, and, you know, they're going to be wondering if they can have a, you know, good time there. So yeah, yeah that's good, good to know. The, uh, that state park is awesome. And so even just out there, they have, they have great mountain biking there. It's actually pretty technical mountain biking. Parts of it are, and, um, and a big lake. And so there's plenty to do just right there in the state park, actually. Nice. Nice. Very cool. So uh, they can find out more about this. How? So two websites, um, about us ECF is just us com. And then grindernationals.com has all the info on the race. Okay. And I know you've sent out a bunch of posters to bike shops. So if you walk in your local bike shop, you may see a poster uh, for that. I know we got one where I work. So thank you very much, by the way. And uh, yeah, so look for that. Um, And again, uh, we have that event on our calendar, right? Don't we, Ben? Yeah. I'm pretty sure it should be there. It's among many others. Yes, so if you go to our writinggravel.com backslash events calendar and look up, you can look it up by Lawrence or look it up by Kansas or look it up by June, I'm sure it'll come up in either of those ways. So you can look for that there. I'll make sure it's there. <laughs> Even, make sure it's there. Yeah, I'll make sure. <laughs> and in the show notes, I'm sure you'll put the yes. web address and yep. everything. So. Yeah, listeners, if you are just coming to this, if you're new to you're probably listening to this on mountain bike radio. We do long story short, the riding gravel radio ranch is on mountain bike radio network because I own mountain bike radio and it's a good way to host the show. And if you're coming to this and you want to listen to all the back episodes, there's two way to do it, two ways to do it. The first I would recommend going to uh, your app store and downloading the mountain bike radio app. And then once you do that in the search box, you can type in riding gravel and it'll pull up all the archives right there. Or you can go to the ridinggravel.com, uh, uh, the podcast page there, and, and scroll through those as well. And that'll get you all the archives. But my point was, while you're listening to it, scroll through the show notes, and that'll be all the information right there. How's cool. that? Cool. <laughs> That's perfect. Awesome. So uh, we uh, look forward to seeing you, Troy. I'm, I think the first time we'll see you is yeah, at Almanzo, months. right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, me too. Yep. I'm excited to see see you guys up there to help out up there. Yeah. So, uh, listeners, uh, if you have any questions about that, um, about the event, 
obviously you can get a hold of Ben and I on the on the site. My email is guitarted at writinggravel.com and Ben is Ben at writinggravel.com. Send us an email, ask us questions. Uh, we'll definitely answer you. Or you can how can they get a hold of you, Troy? Um, through the UFCCF website or uh, gravel or I mean uh, Grinder Nationals website. Either one of those um, okay. will, will come to me. And um, so yeah, I can and I can give you my email address if you want to put it up after this as well. So or you got it? Yep, I got it. Yeah. I'll put it we should there. have that. So we'll somewhere. definitely, you know, definitely listeners, if you have questions about this, if you, you know, you, you have reservations or whatever, I'm sure Troy will be more than happy to answer any questions you happen to have. But it sounds to me like his heart's in the right place, like this is all coming from a, a good place. So uh, we wanted to get him on and, and let you guys have a listen to him and uh, get a feel for where he's coming from and that this isn't the the evil 800 pound gorilla sanctioning <laughs> thing. So <laughs> I hope that came through in our, in our uh, podcast today. So that's it. Well, All man, right. I really appreciate it guys. And uh, we'll look forward to seeing you guys at Almanza. Absolutely. Right. Thanks Sounds for coming good. on Troy. Appreciate it. 